Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy podcast. Welcome to episode twenty of season four of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Life with Luigi was a sitcom that ran on CBS radio from 1948 to 1953 and quickly shot up to the top of the ratings charts soon after its premiere. Starring J. Carol Nash as Luigi Bosco, an Italian immigrant, and Alan Reed as his friend and fellow immigrant, Pasquale, the show competed with the Bob Hope Pepsodent show, which it destroyed in the ratings, and was the eventual reason for that show's going off the air. Life with Luigi was created by Cy Howard, who had found earlier fame with his show My Friend Irma. Nothing needs to be said about George Burns and Gracie Allen, one of the most successful and famous comedy duos in entertainment history. Their radio show, The Adventures of Gracie, debuted in 1934 on CBS Radio. Their famous running gag, The Hunt for Gracie's Lost Brother, made them incredibly successful, as did their other gag, Gracie for President. The show changed its name to The Burns and Allen Show in 1936. In 1941, they changed from a comedy variety to a situation comedy format. The show remained successful until its end in 1950. Now sit back and enjoy the March 27, 1949 broadcast of Life with Luigi and the September 2, 1940 broadcast of The Burns and Allen Show. We invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carroll Nash, with Alan Reed as Pasquale. A year ago, when Luigi Basco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write and tell her about his adventures. So now let's read Luigi's letter as he writes to Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, it's now springtime in Chicago, and that's to mean no more snow and the cold. Just like Italy, that's to mean the weather is going to get nice and warm. You know something, Mamma Mia? Isn't no different. Spring is to mean the same thing to the people in Italy and the people in America. Days are getting longer, and underwear is getting shorter. <laughs> Right now, the Americans, they're busy with what they call spring cleaning. And here is one big difference between America and all the country. In Italy, when a woman is a cleaner house, she's used a broom, a mop, a soap, a water, and her two strong hands. When American, a woman is a cleaner house, she's used only one thing, her husband. <laughs> You know, Mamma Mia, comes the spring, the birds fly north. Well, as Uncle Pietro is always a say, who cares where the birds fly as long as the girls stay here? <laughs> Mamma Mia, American girls, they're really beautiful. Very beautiful. Anyway, there's no time now to think of girls because it's time for me to go to my night school class and to see my teacher, Miss Spaulding. 
Jesus, so nice. When I'm at the blackboard and Miss Spaulding is a teaching me penmanship and the hold of my hand, I'm going to get a so nervous I'm not going to move. <laughs> Mama mia, the chalk is going to write by itself. <laughs> well, I'm going out to school. Attention, quiet, please. Now I'll call the roll. Mr. Basco? Present. Mr. Harwitz? Present. Mr. Olson? Present. Mr. Stop, I give up! <laughs> please, Mr. Schultz, don't answer until I call your name. Now our lesson for today is geography, taking up the physical aspects of the earth, including the various zones... Well, of... when are you going to call my name? <laughs> All right, Mr. Schultz. Now I wouldn't answer, I'm temperamental. Last, <laughs> please. Now, Mr. Horowitz, our first geography question is, what do we call the imaginary belt that runs around the center of the Earth? Hickok. <laughs> no. Mr. Basco? I don't know. Mr. Olson? I don't know. Mr. Schultz? Don't ask me. I'm no Schwila. <laughs> Mr. Schultz, you're not helping one bit. Now, think, class. Think of a great big mass. What name do we give to the thing that goes around the middle? Oh, I know, teacher. Good for you, Mr. Olson. What is it? A girdle. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the equator. Believe me, the way the world is falling apart today, it could use a girdle. Class, <laughs> I've just told you what it is. Now, the name of this imaginary line that goes around the earth is called Mr. Basco? Is it called a Mr. Basco? <laughs> no. Mr. Basco... All during the class, you've been staring out the window. What have you been thinking of? You. Right, young lady, I'm in this spring, and Luigi is in love with the teacher. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! Hoo-hoo! I'm too old. Give Luigi a shot. Go on. Good night. Heavens, what a class. Well, let me look at myself. Oh, this new lipstick does do something for me. I'm breathing like an old accordion that's got one squeeze left in the box. <laughs> Hello, Schultz. Oh, Luigi, I got to apologize for the way I was acting in class. <laughs> well, I, I was acting a foolish myself, Schultz. <laughs> and instead of thinking about the geography, my mind was on a little birds flying around together. The squirrels all the planer with each other. The boys and the girls are holding a hand. Ach, you silly, you. Schultz, I don't spring a mean and nothing to you. Sure, that's when I defrost the ice box. 
Aha, I got it. Luigi, in spring, you should go out with a girl. Oh, please, it should. Oh, stop. You're going out with my cousin Wolfgang's daughter, Matilda. Sure, sure. This Saturday night, you're taking her to the movies. But it should come and never take a girl to the movies. Oh, Luigi, it's the same thing like going by yourself. Only when you go with a girl, you don't look at the picture. <laughs> but should, why should I go if I'm not going to enjoy myself? Stop that, Luigi, stop. Now, here's Matilda's telephone number. Go ahead, call her up right away and take her to the movies this Saturday. No, sure, thanks, but I'm thinking maybe I better not to run. Oh, stop that. Don't put it off, remember. He who hesitates never gets to the movies before the prices change. <laughs> Come on, I call Matilda and make the date for you. But it should. No, no, don't be afraid. Are you a man or are you a mouse drop? All right, the shoot. You give him a courage. I'm going to start this spring off at the right away. This is Saturday night. The Luigi is taking a girl to the movies. Honey, you know what the picture we're going to see, shoot? What? Picture by the fine Italian boy. The life of a Riley. <laughs> I'm making a joke so like you. <laughs> it's a spring, all right. <laughs> America, I love you. You like a papa to me. From ocean to ocean. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, <laughs> Pasquale. Oh, it's a nice day today, huh? Smell of that spring. Hey, Luigi, what are you so happy about? You fall down on your head, maybe? Somebody's die and leave you fifty dollars? No, but uh, it's better than that. This Saturday, I'm got a date with a girl. Oh, Luigi, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear this. You finally gonna go out with my daughter Rosa? <laughs> no, I'm going out with a girl. Well, what do you think a rose is? Don't answer that. <laughs> Luigi, why you don't go out with a rose? She's a too fat. Fat, the fat, the fat. Every time we talk about a rose, that's all you can say. That's all I can say. <laughs> you want to go out with a girl that's a skinny like a toothpick? You go out with a rose, you got a nice armor for I'm going to go out with a rose, I'm going to get a nice room for <laughs> It's no use, Pasquale. Saturday night, the Luigi's are going to go to the movies. Oh, you're going to take this girl to the movies, eh? That's to show how big a greenhorn you are. What's wrong with that? Everything. You go to the movies, what's to happen? For three hours, your girl is looking at Clark Gable, you look at Alana Turner. By the time you come out, you both hate each other. And by the time you come out, you're not talking at all. Besides, Luigi, don't you know there's a law against taking an American girl to movies on a first date? Huh? That's a violation of Emily's post. <laughs> Emily's a post. What's that? That's the like of a Saturday evening in a post. Only Emily's a post is to take care of the rest of the week. <laughs> Mamma mia, is there so much shit to learn? But if I'm a not can go to the movies, what else am I can do with a girl? First today, you gotta take her dancing. That's the American way. But Pasquale, you know me. 
I'm a no kind of dancer. In Italy, all I'm a dancer is a tarantella. And if I'm going to go to America and dance, I'm just to stand around and doing nothing. That's right. You what they call a wall of flowers. <laughs> Luigi, my Rosa, she's a just like you. Oh, she's a wall of flowers, too? Sure. So why are you two wall of flowers and don't get them married and have a little creeper, eh? <laughs> Stop. There's no use to Pasquale. To dance for me is not possible. I think I'm going to take a chance to call up a this girl and ask her if she's the one to go to the movies. You ain't a call-upper yet, eh? No. Luigi, uh, you ain't gonna call her this a girl yourself, I'm a hope. Why not to Pasquale? Oh, if you call her yourself, uh, telephone the companies to call that a person a person. It costs you twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, if she's the liable to want to go to a dance, then you're really stuck. Pasquale, what am I gonna do? Uh, what am I gonna do? What do you always do? You holler, help, but comes to Pasquale. Luigi, i got to call her up for you. Pasquale, you think if you talk to her, she's a go to a movie with a man instead of a dance? Sure. i got a lot of experience with American girls. I'm going to say, hello, babe. How's about you painting the town of red with a Luigi? He's a good for that. He's got a head like a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I make her laugh, but she doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> well, that's the sound of fine, Pasquale. Sure, sure. Now, give me her name and the telephone number, and i got to call her. Here, and uh, thank you very much, Pasquale. You're a real friend. Sure, sure. Go, go. Take a walk. Is there nothing I wouldn't do for you? Nothing. That's just what I'm going to do for him. Nothing. <laughs> Hello? Is it this Matilda? Uh, my friend Luigi Bosco is asking me to call you to say he's not going to take you to the movie. Huh? Well, you see, the picture's in a technicolor and he's a colorblind. That's too nice. If he's going to go to see that the picture, yellow sky, to him it's to come out the red the river. <laughs> but don't worry, Matilda. Luigi's got a better idea. You like it to dance? <laughs> That's too fine. Luigi's just a crazy to dance. And he's a like it to meet you Saturday night in front of the Aragon Ballroom. You like, huh? <laughs> huh? Can he really dance? He's a whole of family is a dancer. Sure. His sister is a Gina Kelly. <laughs> with Luigi continues in just a moment, but first, Loretta Young, Robert Cummings, and Wendell Corey will play starring visits to CBS Lux Radio Theater tomorrow night, and you can hear them recreating their original motion picture roles in the current psychological screen drama, The Accused. Be sure to hear this tense drama of the police court tomorrow night on Lux Radio Theater. And now for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. And so, Mamma Mia, tonight is a finally come of the big night. Pasquale is telling me he's to fix everything up. And I'm going to take him Matilda to the movies. Mamma Mia, you should see how nice I'm dressed up. I'm looking at a men's fashion magazine and Tony's a shoeshine parlor. And it's to say that a man's clothes should always match. 
Well, I'm wearing a purple shirt and an orange tie. Also, socks to match. One sock is a purple, the other is an orange. <laughs> also, I'm one smell good. But there was no aftershave lotion in the medicine chest. So I'm making my own mixture. I'm taking some clothes, some rubbing alcohol, some oil of wintergreen, glycerin and a rose water, boil the whole thing up for 15 minutes. Then I'm going to add a bottle of sweet air from the kitchen and pour the whole thing over myself. <laughs> Mamma mia, you should smell me. <laughs> Just like a drugstore. <laughs> anyway, I'm standing and looking at myself in the mirror. When it's in the come ashore. Hello, Luigi. Oh, you are no good looking today. <laughs> Kimmel, what do I smell? <laughs> What's the matter, Schultz? Luigi, what you burning rubber tires? <laughs> Open the windows, let some fresh air in. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> well, Luigi, I was just talking to Matilda's mama, and she tells me the girl is all excited about going dancing with you tonight. Yes, I'm all excited. Dancing? What if Pasquale is to call Matilda and tell her I'm taking it to the movie? Pasquale call? Oh, Luigi, are you a thumb <laughs> You know Pasquale is going to shimmel you up as any other girl. But why? Why, he asked Rosa. Why should Pasquale help you with a molehill when he can't get rid of his mountain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. It's a look like my big days have fall apart. I'm a nook, Canada. Sure. Maybe you call up a Matilda and see if she's got to the movie with me, huh? Well, I love to, Luigi, but Matilda has already bought a special dress on dancing shoes. Now, Luigi, Luigi, don't be afraid. There's nothing to dancing. It's the same thing like wrestling, only it's not fixed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come here, close to me, close to me. Now, I, I show you how, huh? All right, for now, sure. Now, first you take the girl... You hold her close to you like this. Oh, sure, it's the thing. So you squeeze it so hard. <laughs> but that's the way you hold a girl. So tight. Sure, sure, so tight. What do you think there is to dancing? Just dancing? <laughs> You're just wasting your time with me. No, no, wait, wait, Luigi. I just got an idea. Why don't you go take a professional dancing lesson? Huh? Sure, sure, they're going to learn you quick. Why don't you go dance with Arthur Murray? Arthur Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. I'm not dancing with a man. <laughs> well, what am I going to do with you, Luigi? Arthur Murray is a dancing school. Here, let me look in the paper. I'm going to find it here. Right. Sure, sure. Here, here, I got it. You see? Arthur Murray's dance studio. With the magic step, you can learn to dance in one level. Sure, so you think they can teach me? But listen to this. With our beautiful young teachers holding you in their arms, gliding you across the floor, <laughs> you can learn this. Luigi, I just got another idea. What the shirt? Uh, you stay here, Ronaldo. <laughs>
Lucius, you've got to miss me. I'm going to go to Atomari right now. Mr. Basco, that's the simple Arthur Murray one, two, three step. So much for theory. Now, shall we put it into practice? Oh. Well, uh, Fine. Yeah. Now, just put your arm around me. Put your arm around me. Lisa, maybe you've got some more theory? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Basco, if you expect to do any dancing tonight, you better start now. Well, all right. Put your arm around me. Like this? Not both arms, just one. Which one? The right one. Put it around me. Well, what are you waiting for? I'm wondering where I should have put it. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Now take my other hand and come closer. Like this? Closer. Huh? Closer. Mamma mia, if I'm going to come any closer, I'm going to be behind you. <laughs> now, I'll just turn on the music. All right. Now, Mr. Basco, do as I taught you. Lead me. Mr. Burton, I'm enough kind of move. Don't you remember what I told you? I'm a remember, but I don't think of my feet was a listener. <laughs> oh, it's just beginner's fright. Just move your legs. There, that's it. Fine. Hey, look at me. I'm a dancing. And the width of my own feet. <laughs> oh, good. Now, just remember, while we're dancing, keep counting. Ah. Uh -huh. One, two, three. I'm a remember. Mr. Basco, are you counting? Yep, I'm up to 96. <laughs> oh, no, just repeat the step. One, two, three. Why are you letting go of my hand? I'm a got a signal for a turn. <laughs> We're not driving a car. Now, hold on to me and turn around. That's the way. Now, we dip back, back, back. Oh, I guess I'm a dipper too far back. <laughs> Mr. Burton, it's no use. I'm never going to learn in time to dance tonight. Oh, nonsense, Mr. Basco. Your girl will be surprised at how well you dance. Now, just let's try that. See, Luigi, thanks for taking me to the stand. You're a nice fella. I think you're nice too, Matilda. Want a life to save her? No, thanks. Well, it has a five different flavors. Before you know what's the lemon. But this time is the orange on the top. No, thanks. 
Well, I'll try you later on the butterscotch. Okay. <sighs> Gee, if there's anything I like, it's dancing. Then, then why we just standing here watching? Before was a waltz, so you know what to dance. Now is a fox a trap. You still in no dance. I'm waiting for my kind of music. Oh. <laughs> That's the music. the dance over? That's right, Luigi. Then a please to get off of my shoulder. <laughs> Boy, Luigi, what a deadbeat you turned out to be. Excuse me, Matilda. I'm going to go wash up a little. I'm going to be right the back. <clears throat> Mamma mia, is this summer place? I'm going to come here in a street the car. I'm going to think I'm going to go home in an ambulance. <laughs> My friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. Hey, Pasquale, what are you doing in this dancer hall? Just to pass it by. Hey, what's the matter with you? Hairs all over your face, the ties are gone, the clothes all a mess. What's the matter? You have a fight with a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> no, Pasquale, I was a dancer. With a girl. And know what a girl. She's a jump around like Uncle Pietro's a goat after he's a back into the barbed wire fence. <laughs> And how she's a holler. Beat me with a rug. Send me. Tear off of some skin of Jackson. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you was a dancing with a jitterbug. This place is a full of jitterbugs. Well, if I'm going to know that, I'm going to come here with DDT. Sorry, <laughs> it's all of your fault. You told Matilda I'm going to take her to a dance. Luigi, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I was only trying to help you. Well, Pasquale, you want to help me? Then you dancing with the Matilda. I'm going to home. I got a better idea, Luigi. How's it going to be if some other girl is to go over to Matilda and say, 
Pardon me, miss. Uh, you dancing with my boyfriend and my finance. So how's about you leaving him alone before I change the direction of your nose? But Well, I'm going to get a girl who's going to do that for me. <laughs> Where do you think? I'm going to just the girl. She also happens to be passing by. Papa, you want me? Not a yes. So wait till I call her you. <laughs> Rosa! Now? No! <laughs> Rosa! No, can you play hard to get? <laughs> Rosa. Yes, Papa. Rosa, say hello to Louise. Hello, Louise. <laughs> hello, Rosa. Rosa, Luigi wants you to do him a little favor. You go over to Luigi's girl and you say... Hey, Pasquale, that... Matilda, he's a gun. There she is. She's a walk away with another fella. Now Emma can go home and get a pail of hot water and soak my feet up to my neck. Hey, wait, Luigi, why are you running? You have a bad time, you should have a little fun. Why, you know, relax. Rose is such a wonderful and nice dancer. She is? Sure. Roses are so good, they name a bigger dancer hall after her in New York. They call her Rosaland. <laughs> dancer Waltz, the Foxtrot. Well, I'm a pretty tired, but I try. <laughs> And so, Mamma Mia, even though it's the spring, and I'm sure to be walking in a park with the birds, for me as it turn out the other way, I'm laying here in a bed with the bandages. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not to have such a big accident. It's just the while I was dancing, Rosa is a fall on me. <laughs> Doctor is saying no bones are broken. Is it just that I'm a suffer from a shock? <laughs> Anyway, while I'm laying here, I'm thinking things over. Honey, you know something, Mamma Mia? I think I'm a like this child. With a re-bop, a be-bop, and a shut-up. <laughs> I think I'm going to try dancing again. Yes, Mamma Mia. Every day and every way, I'm getting to be more like an American. Your loving son, Luigi Basco, the little immigrant. Life with Louise Hughes is by Howard Production and is written by Mac Benoff and Lou Derman and directed by Mac Benoff. J. Carol Nash is starred as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as the club. And now stay tuned to A Face of the Ignorant, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. George Burns and Gracie Allen On the show where it's all 
orchestra for singing glee with a smoothie sleeve. Last but not least, and who is Bud Heaston? <laughs> again with George Burns and Gracie Allen bringing a big load of fun and a suggestion about how to answer your husband when he calls up and says, I'm bringing the boss home for dinner. Now, don't worry and get yourself in a daze. Serve spam and your good man may get a raise. Of course, we can't promise that, but we can guarantee that when you include spam, cold or hot, you serve a meal that hits the spot. He-Man appetites say spam is great. Family or guests like the satisfying flavor, the grand-tasting goodness of this delicious meat. That's why Spam, the original meat of its kind in America, is by far the number one choice of housewives today. Try this tender, juicy meat. Use the easy recipes on the label of the Spam can. When you shop tomorrow, be sure to say to your food dealer, I want Spam. find George and Gracie about to leave for the courthouse where Elsie Trallifast, the girl whom George promised to put on the radio, is suing him for $200,000 for breach of contract. And here they are, George and Gracie. Gracie, before we leave for the courthouse, it's very important that you get this right. Now, I'll try again for the 50th time. Now, you're on the witness stand, and I'll pretend I'm the attorney. Now, you're going to be my character witness. What's that? What's that? Yeah. A character witness is someone who would say you're nice, you're sweet, you're charming, adorable. George. What? I was out with a character witness last night. <laughs> I better re- I better reword this whole thing. Look, Gracie, if I were your character witness, I'd say you were kind, considerate, in fact, a lovely girl. Oh, now I get it. Good. Now we'll try again. Miss Allen, what do you think of George Burns? He's kind, considerate, in fact, a lovely girl. <laughs> Gracie, I'm not a lovely girl. Have you tried washing your undies in luck? <laughs> Gracie, for instance, if someone got up and said Mr. Burns is a straightforward, sincere, hard-working, industrious man, a credit to his community, what would that be? A paid political announcement. <laughs> Bud, will you show Gracie what you're going to say when you're called as my character witness? Uh, certainly, George. I'll say George Burns is good, fine, and wholesome, just like Spam. He's loved by young and old, just like Spam. People enjoy him at picnics and parties, just like Spam. As a matter of fact, they are alike in all respects but one. Spam doesn't need refrigeration. (laughs) Thanks, Bud, but uh, that's a nice TL for me, but I don't need refrigeration either. No? Then why does everybody say that you're going to be in the cooler? Gracie, it's very important that you know what a character witness is. It's someone who knows me personally and gets up and tells the jury what they know about me. Uh, Senor Burns, I shall be most happy to be a character witness for my friend who I've known for a long distance. <laughs> well, thanks, Senor Lee. Now, what would you say about me? That's very nice, Senor Lee. But uh, why don't you say what you know about me in English? 
You want to lose the case? <laughs> well, I can see Elsie Tralapas spending my $200,000 right now. George, your car's waiting downstairs. We'd better start for court. Well, thanks, Artie. Oh, uh, by the way, Artie, will you tell Gracie what you're going to say when you're on the stand as my character witness? Oh, sure. I know George Burns, and I've been with him for a long time. We've never had a contract. His word is his bond. And I might add that I only wish that I were half the man that he is. See, Gracie? Boy, the things I have to say to hold this job. <laughs> That's nice gratitude. Why, Artie, when I first met you, you were expensive, and I changed you. You thought of nothing but running around and having a good time, and I changed you. What were you when I first picked you up? Huh, a baby. And he changed you. <laughs> oh, quiet. What do you think, this is a joke? I don't know, it got a laugh. <laughs> I wonder if Elsie Tralapas is having this kind of trouble. George, I'm surprised that lawyer isn't here yet. Oh, by the way, Gracie, are you sure that lawyer you hired for me is all right? Well, he handled my uncle's divorce case and settled the whole thing in one day. How did your uncle make out? Well, he got the custody of his wife's parents. <laughs> Gracie, I've got a TL for you. I'm not going to use that lawyer. I'm going to defend my own case. Everything happens to me. Mr. Burns. What is it, Mr. Salman? Nothing happens to you. A famous psychologist once took two newborn babies, of which I was one, brought me up scientifically and allowed the other baby to follow his natural inclinations without any restraining influences. While I was learning Greek, ornithology, higher mathematics, and diction, the other boy played marbles, cops, and robbers, and spoke through the side of his mouth. That was many years ago. We're both men now. His name is James Cagney, making $10,000 a week, and this is what I do for a living. <laughs> Don't be so envious now, man. After all, what's James Cagney got? All day long, he sits in the stuffy studio under those hot, hot lights, kissing Ann Sheridan. Should happen to me. <laughs> How can I be so witty with a lawsuit staring me in the face? You know, that's cute about James Cagney, but I know another success story. It's about a girl who was very poor. Then one day, out of the clear blue sky, her whole life changed, and now she's going to have all the money she needs to buy all the nice things that she dreamed about. Oh, that's a wonderful story, Gracie. Who's the girl? Her name is Elsie Trollifast. Elsie Trollifast? <laughs> Come on. Everybody, let's get into the car. We'll never get to the court. Smoothies, take it. You ask me why I'm always teasing you. You hate to let me call you pretty baby. I really thought that I was pleasing you. Or you're just a baby to me. Your cunning little dimples and your baby's there. Your baby talking, baby walking, curly hair. Your baby smile makes life worthwhile. You're just as sweet as you can be. Everybody loves the baby, that's why I'm in love with you. Pretty baby, pretty baby. And I like to be your sister, brother, dad, and mother too. Pretty baby, pretty baby. Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love? And we'll cuddle all the time. Oh, all I love the baby, and it might as well be you. Pretty baby of mine, I must love a pretty baby, and it might as well be you. Pretty baby, pretty baby. Pretty baby, pretty baby. Won't you 
Come and let me rock you in my cradle of love, and we'll cuddle all the time. Oh, the baby, and it might as well be you. Beautiful baby of mine, oh my, everybody loves a baby, that's why I'm in love with you. Pretty baby of mine, and I'd like to be your sister, daddy, mother, too, pretty baby, pretty baby. Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love, and we'll cuddle all the time. Oh, I want a loving baby. Well, I could be your loving baby. Well, could you love a sort of maybe? Oh, I've got plenty of loving me, baby. Oh, that pretty little baby of mine. Well, Gracie. We'll reach the courthouse in two minutes. Is everything clear in your mind? Yeah, except one thing. What's that? What's the character with me? Gracie, look. If you were on trial and I'd get up in court and say that you're intelligent, considerate, and a conscientious girl, a person who has a keen sense of responsibility, whose brilliance is matched only by her beauty, why would I say that? Well, because you're under oath and you've got to tell the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going out of my mind. Hey, hey, look out for that car, George. What car? That one. Gee, George, that was your fault. The man's getting out of his car. I know, but leave it to me, Artie. I'll just start hollering and scare him to death. <clears throat> hey, mister. He looks half your size. Hey, Duke. He's standing up now. Look, he's twice your size. Now, listen, chum. Now, uh, listen here, you... You drivers like you shouldn't be allowed on the street driving through a safety zone. Don't you know the traffic rules? Do you know what the single white line is for? Yeah, that's for trucks to follow. What's the double white line for? That's for pleasure cars to follow. What are the zigzag lines for? That's what the Los Angeles drivers follow. <laughs> Evidently, you don't know how to drive a car. My dear senor, you don't know how to drive a car? No. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you mean ridiculous. Come on, I'm in a hurry. Out of my way. Everybody, I'm going to step on it. Say, George, when you started the car, you bumped into him. Yeah, and he's got your license number. He has? Yeah, on the seat of his pants. <laughs> oh, I can't understand it. My case was supposed to have started a half an hour ago, and the judge isn't here yet. Hey, bailiff. What happened to the judge? He's back there ranting and raving. I've never seen him so mad. How do you like that? I'm being sued for $200,000 and he's mad. What happened? Well, on his way to the courthouse, some crazy driver ran into him. <laughs> this is a fine thing. Some dopey driver running into Oh. George fainted. Well, what's the matter with him? Well, he's suffering from a run-down condition. He's run down? No, the judge was. Oh. Oh. What happened? Now I remember. My case. The accident. The judge. Say, Bailiff, don't tell me he's the judge who's sitting today. Yes, he's on the bench. He may be on the bench, but I'll bet he's not sitting. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably saw about something, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Look, I can't appear before this judge. 
As soon as he sees me, I'm a dead duck. Well, George, why don't you just comb your hair in front of your eyes? Then he won't recognize you. Uh, Senor Burns, nothing would help you with that thick head of hair. Leave my hair out of it. All right. Nothing will help you with that thick head. <laughs> Here's an idea. Why don't you comb your eyebrows down over your face? Comb my eyebrows down over my face? That's silly. Who the judge think I am? John L. Lewis. John L. Lewis? Oh, a Labor Day joke. I see what you mean. Things like this happen to other people. Keeping the judge. I hear it was in an automobile accident. Marie, which one is George Burns? I don't know. Oh, pardon me, but if you'll allow a sound man. You see that handsome fellow next to the old man? Yeah? Well, the old man is George Burns. <laughs> Gracie, the judge will be here any minute. 
Now, do you know what a character witness is? No. No? A character witness is a party that says nice things about another party. Oh, let me see. Can't see the Republicans and Democrats. Look, Gracie, let's... Pardon me, are you Gracie Allen on the radio? Mm-hmm. I'm Gracie Allen here, too. Well, that charming young man who always talks about Stan, is he here in court, too? Pardon me, I couldn't help overhearing your conversation, madam, and uh, thank you very much. You know, tomorrow, millions of American youngsters go back to school. Oh, aren't you going to talk about Stan? Give him time, madam. Well, when school opens, times will be busy, so we want to give you this suggestion about school lunches. Spam? Right, Spam. Whether you pack a lunch or the children run home at noon, you'll make a hit with Spam, S-P-A-M. Youngsters love this delicious meat, the grand flavor, the satisfying taste. Spam keeps without refrigeration, is all ready to eat as soon as you open the can, and is easy to use in dozens of time-saving ways. Put plain Spamwiches in the school lunch box or serve sliced Spam with hot stewed tomatoes, bread, butter, and milk, a swell school lunch at home. Isn't he wonderful? Yes, he's a little dreamboat. <laughs> oh, and here's one more very important thing. Besides taste, you want quality. So you may know exactly what you're getting. Hormel is proud to put on the label of the Spam can this sentence. Pork shoulder meat with ham meat added. That's your guarantee of goodness and quality. For Spam is a perfect blend of these two choice cuts. So solve your school lunch problems with food that's nourishing, tasty, satisfying, and good. Ask your food dealer for Spam, S-P-A-M, when you shop tomorrow. Try the easy recipes on the label and discover how this delicious meat solves mealtime problems in a hurry. I think this young man is the best announcer on the radio. And furthermore, I think you should give him a raise. I'll consider it, madam. Goodbye, Mr. Burns. Goodbye, madam. Goodbye, bud. Goodbye, mother. Slice it, dice it, fry it, bake it, cold or hot, slam him to one. Everybody rise. <coughs> Court now in session. His Honor Judge Hammond presiding. First case in the docket, breach of contract suit. Elsie Tradafast versus Judge Nathaniel Bourne, alias Poopsie. <laughs> Are both sides ready? Plaintiff is ready. I represent Elsie Tradafast, Your Honor. George, you better cover up your face. If the judge finds out who you are, you'll lose the case. If he covers up his face, it'll be even worse. What do you mean? He'll get him for concealing a deadly weapon. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll just hold my head down. Come, 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 come. Now, you're wasting the court's time. Uh, will the defense speak up? Well, Your Honor, I'm George Burns, and I'm defending my own case. Young man, when you speak to me, stand up straight and look at look straight at me. Well, Your Honor, I'm down here tying my shoelace. Oh, never do that, young man. This morning, I've been down to tie a shoelace, and a car hit me right in the safety zone. <laughs> well, that's, that's life, I guess. Uh, why, the fellow who was driving that car must have been blind. Blind? He hit you, didn't he? Quiet, Gracie. Well, George, I'm not going to let anybody say you're blind and get away with it. Gracie. I think he's got you're a hunger. Quiet, the whole thing. Aha! Turn around, young man. So you're the fellow who hit me in the safety zone. Hmm, that's George. Cold or hot, he hits the spot. Gracie, please. You see, it wasn't my car, Your Honor. It was the car that resembled my car. Well, maybe the judge was struck by the resemblance. <laughs> you see, Your Honor, what... Silence. Miss Calabas, so this is the man you're suing. That's right, Your Honor. <laughs> well, well, let's get on with the case. And uh, you're suing him for $300,000. No, Your Honor, $200,000. Such a small sum. 
Your Honor, you're not going to let a little thing like being hit in the safety zone affect my case. Mr. Burns, this is a court of law. What transpires between myself and yourself will absolutely have no bearing on the case whatsoever. I assure you, you will have a fair, unbiased, impartial trial. <laughs> now, Senor Judge, you cannot do that to Senor Burns. A finer man shouldn't leave. Stop helping me, Senor Lee. Take it easy, Senor Burns. You'll strain your tinsels. Tinsels? Hey. You mean tonsils. Tinsel is something that's covered with guilt. You're innocent? Gracie, I can see I haven't got a leg to stand uh, on. Just leave it to me. Look, Gracie, will you stay here? Now, under? I want to testify for George Burns. Oh. Are you prepared to say that George Burns is innocent? Yes. I never told a lie in my life, and all I want is a chance. <laughs> Gracie, will you come back here and... Silence! Go- Let's get on with this trial. The case for Elsie uh, Talapas versus George uh, Poopsie Burns. Will the jury stand up and call out their names? Joe Talapas! Tom Talapas! Al Talapas! Jimmy Talapas! Aaron Talapas! Junior Talapas! Arthur Talapas! And Clarence Talapas! Well, <laughs> that's... That's only 11. You there in the corner. What's your name? Willie Burns. <laughs> You're trying to fix the jury, eh? Now, listen, Judge, I don't even... Silence, silence! Quiet, or I'll have you find $100 for contempt of court. $100? That doesn't begin to show your contempt for this court, does it, George? I see. Will you stop? Mr. Burns, is it true that you took Elsie Talavest to the beach and played piggyback with her? Well, nobody. put her on the radio? Uh, You did? Next witness. But, Your Honor, I now... Silence! What a trial. Programs, programs. Get your programs. Can't tell the judge from the criminal without a program. <laughs> I object. Who are you? Artie Shaw. And what are you objecting to? I haven't had a line for ten minutes. <laughs> Your Honor, I'll prove my innocence. Gracie, will you take the stand? All right. Now, <clears throat> what's your name? Gracie L. Allen. What's the L for? Oh, please, George, watch your language. <laughs> Where were you born? San Francisco. Before the fire? On the back of the piano. <laughs> Listen, Gracie... You know what my father said when I was born? I object! You guessed it. <laughs> now, will you tell the court, Miss Allen, have I ever promised Elsie Tralifaz to make her my partner and put her on the radio? I don't remember. You don't remember what? I don't remember what you told me to say. But did I ever promise to put Elsie Trellifast on the radio? I don't know. Artie, did I promise to put Elsie Trellifast on the radio? I don't know. Canada Drive pays out $10 in the set of the encyclopedias to Mrs. Walter Murphy who's been in that question. Uh, isn't there anybody in this court who can say one nice word about me? Mr. Burns, if you'll allow a sound man. Well, with pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, opposing counsel and your honor. Well, now you'll hear some stuff. You cannot try Mr. Burns as you would an ordinary layman. Actors are different from most people, and therefore they cannot be adjudged by the same standards. Hmm. And what makes you think Mr. Burns is an actor? Your Honor, every performer has something that endears him to the public. Oh, he wouldn't know that, you see. 
Eddie Cantor makes people laugh with his pop eyes. I've got some stuff, too. Charlie Chaplin gets laughs with his wistful look. That's right. Fred Allen gets laughs with his nasal twang. And what does Mr. Burns have that makes people laugh? Gracie Allen. This is fine. If I had my silence. Oh. Gentlemen of the jury, you have heard all the evidence. All the evidence? I object, Your Honor. I have something to say that will prove my complete innocence. And any... Out of order! Silence! Gentlemen of the jury, you have heard all the evidence in this case. I want you to go to the jury room now and weigh each bit of testimony very, very carefully. And come back with an impartial verdict of guilty. Help! I'm being framed! Thanks, Judge. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. Troutrass. I'll see you again tonight. Oh, well, just a minute, just a minute. Now, before this thing goes too far, I want to warn Elsie Trowelfax right now that if she doesn't drop this lawsuit against George Burns, I'll tell all about her being out with Johnny Hyde. Oh, no, no, not that. I'll drop the suit and pay all the costs, but please, please don't tell them about Johnny Hyde. You, my client, you knew Johnny Hyde? She knew Johnny Hyde? She knew Johnny Hyde. She was out with Johnny Hyde. Johnny Hyde. She knew Johnny Hyde. She knew Johnny Hyde. Johnny Hyde. Johnny Hyde. Johnny Hyde. The George Burns acquitted. You saved me $200,000, and I certainly appreciate it. But there's one thing I'd like to know. What's that? Who's Johnny Hyde? Who's Johnny Hyde? Yes. Who's Johnny Hyde? Who's Johnny Hyde? Well, who is he? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Remember, mothers, school starts tomorrow, as if you didn't know, and you're going to have to have a lot of ideas for lunches. Why not let Spam do the work? Youngsters love this delicious meat, and you can bet your life Spam will satisfy husky appetites. You'll like the way Spam saves kitchen time, too. It keeps without refrigeration. It's all ready to eat as soon as you open the Spam can. In lunch boxes or on the table at noon, Spam is wholesome, nourishing food for school youngsters. Ask for Spam, S-P-A-M, when you shop tomorrow and try the easy recipes on the label. Well, thanks, bud. Well, Gracie, say goodnight. Goodnight. Well, come on, I'll take you home. Oh, George, I can't. I've just had a summons. A summons? Oh, Gracie. Coming, Judgey Wudgy. I'll be right there. Good night, George. Good night, folks. <laughs> again next Monday night, same time, same station, for George Burns and Gracie Allen, with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the Smoothies, brought to you by Hormel and Spam. Until then, this is Bud Easton, reminding you to remember that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. Be 
sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.